This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. All right, so Michael Arpaio's running the board for us. Geronimo is his middle name, his nickname, even before he got here to the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour. Geronimo was his nickname. Do you watch Westerns? Are you into Westerns at all? A little bit. You ever read Louis L'Amour books? <laughs> okay, so Louis L'Amour books, he wrote the same book 200 times. It's the same story. It's kind of like if you watch a, um, a Hallmark movie around Christmas time. You know, it's the same story every time. It's a girl from the city, goes back home, meets a guy that she hasn't seen in five years. They fall in love. You know, there's a problem. They overcome it happily ever after. So Louis L'Amour books are the same thing. Young man goes out west. Uh, runs into a problem, bad guy, has to defeat the bad guy, rescues the girl, they live happily ever after. It's the same story in every Louis L'Amour book. But it, what it taps into is we love that idea of, of the good guys riding to the rescue, right? The, the good guys there to, to save the day. So if you're in Colorado and you, you know, other states, California, Oregon, Washington, it feels overwhelming. The leftist control of these states is dominating, right? It's just, it's over, you don't even know, you're like paralyzed. You're like, I, I can't win anything in these states. My values, I can't advance anything in these states. And so you need good guys and gals to ride to the rescue. And one of the things we're going to do at this year's Western Conservative Summit is we're bringing in leaders from other states that are, that are doing great conservative things in these states to inspire us a little bit, share with us what's going on in their states, open our eyes to the issues that they may be facing. For instance, in Wyoming, they don't have good school choice. They really don't. You would think a great conservative state like Wyoming, you could just pick a school. No, they've got, you pretty much, you're set on public schools in Wyoming. So we're going to hear from Wyoming leaders about that. In Montana, Endangered Species Act, government control, federal government control in that state, and we've asked these people to not only educate us, but lead delegations to Colorado so that the Western Conservative Summit is genuinely, truly a Western regional summit of conservative leaders from the state. And leading the Montana delegation is Jennifer Fielder. She's the chief executive officer of the American Lands Council. She is a powerhouse in Montana politics. She's been a legislator. She's a, a leader up there. So she's bringing a great group from Montana. And we're going to preview now a little bit about what Montana is going to tell us at the Western Conservative Summit. Jennifer Fielder, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us, Jeff. We're glad to be part of it. And we're really looking forward to the summit this year. So give us a sense of what you all are talking about. What, who's going to be speaking from Montana? And what are you all going to be talking about? Well, we've um, nominated a speaker named Matt Lumley to, to speak on behalf of the Montana delegation, and he's an outstanding young man. He's a very, very active outdoorsman. Uh, he's a former professional uh, wildlife control agent for, for the uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and he's actually the guy that our, our governor and our U.S. senator like to go out hunting and trapping with <laughs> because he's so knowledgeable, and, and they've been able to, to go out with him and have some excellent outings and and uh, some very successful outings. So his name is Matt Lumley, 
and um, he's a great great guy. He's very, very knowledgeable about wildlife conservation and wildlife management. He's very active in it. He's real active with the youth. In fact, he has to skip a a youth um, outdoor education conference to come to Western Conservative Summit, but he decided to make the choice to go ahead and come to the summit and share his message with um, Colorado and the rest of the country regarding the need to manage dangerous predators. There are extremely dangerous predators on the landscape, and there seems to be this really strong push for, from the left over the last several decades to, uh, it's it's kind of amazing when you really look at the big picture, they want to put more predators on the landscape, and I'm talking, you know, big, <laughs> big, mean, dangerous predators, and, of course, they also want to take our guns away um, and have people just walking around with, with pepper spray and that kind of thing. So uh, it's not a very, very good combination. And predator management is a really important part of wildlife conservation. Um, the, the good, sound wildlife conservation involves keeping um, populations in balance uh, with the habitat that's available and that kind of thing. And, of course, protecting uh, the life and, and property of, of citizens so that we can actually inhabit and enjoy the, the outdoors and the lands here in the West, and, well, all over the country, really. So predator management's critical, and it seems like the left just wants to convince everybody that these are just lovable, furry creatures that, um, you know, that we should just allow to proliferate, and they're not in favor of actually managing the populations to scientific standards. And that's that's a real problem. And Colorado, unfortunately, has made some decisions that are, I think, going to result in some um, very troubling scenarios for the people there. And I think Matt's going to talk about that as well. It's a growing issue. I, I talked to Matt Lumley when we were up in Montana and I was with Jennifer Fielder and we were hosting a reception up there to talk about uh, building these delegations for the Western Conservative Summit. And and Matt said, oh, I've been chasing wolves into Colorado since the early 2000s. You know, and, and so and then we had this big ballot initiative to even introduce more wolves and more wolves. And the people that actually have to deal with the wolves overwhelmingly rejected it. But people that lived in $4 million homes in Boulder, Colorado, voted for it, even though they'll never have to deal with it. This ballot box biology where people that have no clue what they're doing are able to vote to put in wolves that affect other people. I mean, what does a heifer go for these days? Over $1,000, maybe $2,000 that you're going to lose to this wolf? These people would never pay $2,000 for a steak dinner, but they're going to make you lose $2,000 so that a wolf can have a steak dinner. It's just out of control. Jennifer, it kind of sounds like we've got the real life rip from Yellowstone coming out here. Uh, Matt Lumley uh, takes these uh, senators, governors on hunting trips. He's kind of a tough guy. He's got this real long beard. I mean, he's the real deal. Help us understand what these farmers and ranchers are dealing with now and how even is the government paying them back when they lose their their livestock to these predators? There are different uh, compensation funds that have been set up by by the government to compensate ranchers when they lose uh, certain types of um, livestock to only certain types of predators. So I know when I was in the legislature, we were trying to um, increase what they what the ranchers could get for claims for mountain lions because mm-hmm. there's also a push to see more la- mountain lions on the landscape, and they they love to eat livestock. Um, but the, the silly thing is that 
the 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 feds and the states seem to want to at least the the liberal side of the spectrum want to take taxpayer money and pay professional uh, predator control experts to either um, remove the predators uh, lethally or they want to pay people to ride around and kind of haze them and keep them away from the livestock 24 hours, seven days a week. But they really are against protecting the rights of citizens to hunt and fish and trap and use those kinds of methods for um, sound wildlife conservation and hunting, fishing, trapping are, are great management tools when they're regulated well and they are um, in, in most states. But that's a way where the state doesn't have to pay um, these professionals to go out and do things. And they allow the citizens to enjoy an outdoor activity and be able to um, benefit from their harvest. And it's just really upside down. We tried to run right to hunt, fish, and trap. Uh, constitutional amendment in Montana for uh, eight or four sessions in a row the last eight years. And the left just comes unglued. They vote, really? the Democrats vote against it 100% of the, almost 100% of the time, I'd say 99% of the time, the Democrats in Montana have voted against the right to hunt, fish, and trap. And it's just, it's one of those things wow. where we're saying, protect the current means of methods that are being used effectively by our state wild, fish and wildlife department. And don't allow that ballot box biology where people um, with lots of money get these ads run on the television that are totally staged and make it look like, oh, hunters, fishers, and trappers are such bad, terrible people. You know, it's it's a the propaganda that goes into um, actually fighting against sound wildlife conservation is just astounding. So in Montana, you cannot get a constitutional right to hunt, fish, and trap passed? Is that, is that, I mean, what, what was, do you remember what the voting numbers were on that? Was it close? Or that's just so hard for me to reconcile. Yeah, so we, we're just, we've been trying, the Montana legislature's been trying to get the question on the ballot for the voters to decide whether they would want to amend the state constitution to put this uh, right to hunt, fish, and trap in the constitution to make it clear that the current means and methods of hunting, fishing, and trapping shall be preserved, and they'll still be regulated by the state, uh, so we have seasons and things like that, but um, we just don't want the ballot ballot box biology take away and continuing to diminish those uh, important conservation tools. So yeah, it's it's that bill has been run through the legislature. It's it's called a legislative referendum. I carried it twice when I was in the Montana Senate. My husband carried it twice as a member of the House of Representatives uh, recently, and it has come close to passing. It usually gets almost all the Republicans vote in favor of it, and most of the time, every single Democrat votes against it. I think there was one time when two Democrats voted for it a couple years ago. But um, it takes a supermajority of the legislature to put forward a ballot referendum to the people so the people that can, can then decide. But we are pretty certain that if this question goes to the people of Montana, they are going to see, say, yes, absolutely, we need to put that in our Constitution. Um, everything indicates that they will and that it will pass by um, resounding majorities. But that's one of the reasons why... I think the left has come out and propagandized against it so hardly, so so fiercely, because they know it will go on the ballot. They know that it will, if it goes on the ballot, it will be passed. We're up against a hard break here. We're going to continue this conversation when we return.